0: Before we get started on today's episode, I want to remind you about the first birthday celebration that we have going on here at 3 and 30. On last week's episode, I invited listeners to share their own three takeaways on social media and with their family and friends. And I have been so blessed by your responses. Truly, you are all so wise, and I love hearing you share about your gifts, passions, and experiences as mothers. For the full details on how you can participate in the birthday celebration by sharing your own three takeaways and also be entered to win some happy mail from me put together by our sponsor Brightbox, go to 3 30 podcastcom forward slash my 3 and 30 or check out the show notes of this episode in your app. Also in last week's episode, I talked about what it's been like for me to dream up 3 and 30 podcast and just go for it. Even though I felt intimidated and scared, and I purposely scheduled today's guest to build on that similar theme, I hope that our candid conversation will encourage you to just keep going with whatever your dream might be, big or small. So with no further ado, this is episode 53, How to Show Up in the World with Confidence, Even When You Don't Have Confidence. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. I think it's a fairly universal experience to have little tuggings at our hearts, There's those dreams that live in there, but sometimes we're too scared to let them out into the world. And these can be what the world would be called big dreams, like starting a company or pursuing a career in music. Or they could be what some would consider smaller dreams, such as just having the courage to speak in front of a small crowd for the first time. Or to try for another baby, even when your heart's been shattered by loss before sort of those silent battles that we fight inside of ourselves. Showing up in the world and showing your heart in the world can take a lot of courage and confidence. And what if you feel like you don't have either? Well, I'm so excited about today's interview with one of my dream guests, Brooke White. You may know her from season seven of American Idol, where she finished in the top five and endeared herself to millions of Americans with just her goodness and authenticity that truly exudes from her. And I got to experience that firsthand when she and I met at a workshop last month. We'd never met in person before, but within minutes of talking to her, I truly had the overwhelming urge to just hug her, (laughs) which is kind of creepy, but she just exudes that warmth and connection and you feel that from her immediately. She's produced eight albums and has another one coming in early 2019. She has two little children, London and Sunny, who make her world crazy and wonderful. And I can't wait to talk to her today about how to pursue our dreams, big or small, with confidence, even when we don't always feel confident. So, Brooke, welcome to 3 and 30. Rachel,
1: I just freaking love you I appreciate am I supposed to pretend like I wasn't here for that whole intro because I was just dying listening to the whole thing I just wanted to (laughs) to jump in (laughs) I I wanted to jump in what can I say thank you my friend and I appreciate you for the loving loving kind introduction and words I really do
0: well I'm so grateful that you agreed to come on and like I said there after I followed you on Instagram and your warmth and who you are is so evident there, but then meeting you in person, I was like, I'm a creepy friend stalker. Like I just wanted to sit next to you and talk to you the entire workshop. <laughs> so it's been pretty fun to connect with you here. You know, it's funny how
1: fast some friendships feel and just how comfortable. And when we ended up in that workshop together, we really resonated on a lot of the same things. And so, you know, it just,
0: yeah we have talked a lot about this topic of confidence and how it's very complicated. It's not complicated. It's not just like a straightforward thing. And somebody looking at your life from the outside might think she's produced all of these albums. She's a successful musician. She's had fame, you know, all those things. She must be so confident and must have always been so confident. And you've told me that that is not how it's been for you. Is that true? It
1: is 100 billion, trillion, kazillion percent not always been this way. And to say that I'm like this way, I don't even know what that is. I think I have have some areas where confidence is starting to really show up and that feels very cool. But it's not like you just land in a place of confidence and boom, there you are. You know, it's like it's like we said, it's complicated and it's more complex than that.
0: Yeah. And so you told me that one of the most common questions that you get is how do you find the confidence to pursue a dream? and so we cut that's yes. that's our topic today and i asked you to come with three takeaways for how <laughs> which is very hard for you to narrow but so hard <laughs> how oh. to show up in the world with confidence even when you don't have confidence that's the title that we came up with that's our title and i love it i just wanted to 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 say
1: about that question um about the thing i get always is how do i have confidence or you know if i had confidence I would wear that outfit. I would wear red lipstick. I would dance and let people see me. I think confidence, um, you know, we're talking it in terms of pursuing a dream, but I think we kind of took that title to just show up in the world, just to like show up daily in a way that you don't feel like you can, but you want to, which leads <laughs> us to number one. Okay. Okay. So the number one is you don't need confidence to get started on pursuing your dream or show up in the world. All you need is love. All you need is love. Love <laughs> love is all you need. So all of our, our tips are going to be songs.
0: Yes. I love it. And and you knew I was going to make you sing. You beat me to it. So, well, I just, I just, I just did it. <laughs> it wasn't great, but whatever. So tell us more about this. You don't need confidence to get started. All you need is love. What does that mean? Okay.
1: So I just feel like it's really important to state that when I got started, when I moved out to LA, when I did all like these crazy big things that I think anyone would look at as kind of big moves, I guess, um, I was in a really low state of self-confidence. Like I was definitely below zero, Um, particularly in trying out for American Idol. And yes, I am going to have to refer to that experience because it it was kind of like the ultimate pressure cooker for that challenge that you know this challenge of of self-doubt and confidence and so when I went on the show when I went audition for the show I mean I was like a hundred percent sure I was like not gonna make it which is hilarious that I would even go try out Hmm. right (laughs) knowing like I'm not good enough for this and I'm not worthy to be on the show as a vocalist and um but I think what I what I have had and what I when I look back on all the things that I went for that were crazy what I thought too big for me. Um, I had a strong, strong love for the thing and whatever the thing was. And the thing was in that instance was music and my love for music and my love for connecting through music. If there's something that you really love, there's something that just won't leave you alone, that you just keep thinking about that you just have a kind of a dream and like a curiosity and a, a desire and a drive for or you've seen other people do it great and you just wish 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 that, that you had that I think that's enough to get started I'm just telling I just want to say that I think
0: that is really what you need that is so beautiful and it makes me think of an example that doesn't have to do with music or even a dream but my experience with getting my babies um, yes I went through infertility and I know you've had struggles with secondary infertility for Sunny yes. And I, yes. I wanted to be a mother enough and I wanted a baby so much that even though I was scared out of my mind, I was willing to yes. go through the adoption process and IVF to get my two kids. And especially I think going into the second one was so oh. terrifying for me because going in for the first time doing infertility treatments and the adoption, I just, I didn't know yet. You don't know. Yes. Right. <laughs> I you don't know, know what you yet. don't know. But going into the second one, I was literally terrified. But I thought, I want this enough. I love this enough that I'm going to do it, even though I don't have confidence or courage. I'm going to do it because yeah. my love's going to push me through. Yes, yes, exactly. And I,
1: I think that's a absolutely. Um, that's a really great and beautiful example, and totally, totally applicable here. Yeah, it's just I think like the the desire for that thing it has to be so big.
0: Hmm. It
1: has to be, it really needs to be huge. And I think it's enough. Yeah. So I think everybody, you know, all you need is love a
0: lot. And I actually have a little clip of us singing. All you need is love at that workshop together. Oh my goodness. Did we sing it together on the phone? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I'm going to have to share that on my Instagram. I mean, it's like, it's like a five second little ditty, but I have it, and I'm going to share it so people can check that out. I'm so happy. All you need is love. That's great. And then how does that lead to your second takeaway?
1: Okay, so the second takeaway is, okay, once you've um, you decided you love it and you're willing to actually turn that into action, the next thing you have to do is, okay, where did I write this down? Okay, be willing to step into the ring of fire. <laughs> and feel all of the feelings especially the negative ones the uncomfortable ones Mm -hmm. what you're what we're afraid of at the end of the day is feelings we're afraid of feeling something that we feel like we can't handle or that we won't survive and um, I started listening to Brooke Castillo another great podcaster that um, was a life coach and she She says that I loved her definition of confidence. It is a willingness to feel any emotion. I think the emotions that most of us are really trying to dodge is rejection, Mm. judgment, criticism, or just plain not feeling loved. Like I'm not lovable Mm. if I you know, if I fail at this, if I'm not good at this, if I look stupid, or if I'm embarrassing, or if I embarrass others by doing this thing, or if I embarrass myself, what we're dealing with here are just really some pretty uncomfortable emotions. But if you're willing to just feel those emotions, well, then that is the battle.
0: Mm -hmm. And confidence comes from being prepared, that you know, you're going to feel some uncomfortable things, but being willing to feel them and just saying kind of another song there that we talked about is kind of hit me with your best shot. Like I'm Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> like Fire away. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> feel some really hard things and but I can take it. And again, going back to because the love for this thing is big enough that I can yes. I can continue and push through this.
1: So important that you link those two things. Because of your love for the thing, you were willing to feel this other thing.
0: Yes. And I would love for you to tell us about some of the moments when you were willing to feel any emotion to pursue your love of music.
1: So it's funny because I wrote a couple of things down, of course. Um, the first thing that I can remember that was very, very awful um, was I got a bad review. And this was maybe my second or third show. And the person who I was working with believed in me enough, I guess, <laughs> to call some this, this well-known reviewer in L.A., in a music, a popular music magazine to come in and give me like, come and review my show. Now I'm telling you, this was literally my second or third show. It was just me and a little piano up on stage. And, um, I was green. I mean, and I just didn't even know how green I was, but it was like, you have to start somewhere. Right. And he came out and he, um, and, and I did fine. I sang a, a number of cover songs. Um, and it was, terrifying. Right. And it's in LA and I don't have that many people likely there. Anyway, I had gotten married in that span of time before. And when it came, I had just gone home from my honeymoon and this article comes out club reviews. And I remember reading it and just feeling like, you know, (laughs) I just, I just feel felt ruined. It's, it's funny because I just read it back today for the first time in a long time, and it was not as bad as I remembered, which just says a lot to where I'm at now. But at the moment, he said, um, White's voice is decent and her piano skills are competent. But beyond that, she didn't bring much to the show. Um, mm-hmm. There is, let's see, where was the part that really hurt? Okay, her personality was charming and cute. Kind of, a, that kind of hurt to me in some ways, right? That, like, oh, she's cute, but. Yeah, And she seemed comfortable on stage and Dieter overall performance was fine in a technical sense, but here's where the dagger was. But it had no heart. Uh, It was just, um, it was really, 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 really hard. This is me. That's just me reading a few sentences. I just want to say the majority of the article is kind of in that vein. She did fine. It was basically okay.
0: It was cute. <laughs> but
1: it was cute. Which it was cute is ugh, it's like my <laughs> least favorite, you know? Um and so I I was already anyway, not to get into it, but that was very difficult. So that was one that I can remember being like, why would I keep doing this? What a failure.
0: <laughs> what an embarrassment to myself. Um well, and for him to say it had no heart when, as you just said, you had so much heart for it, but it—I ap- did—I it apparently I did. didn't translate. But it—it's not that the heart wasn't there; you just didn't know how to translate it yet. But for someone from the outside to say that must have been such a dagger because it mattered so much to you.
1: Well, let's let's talk about what Bernard Bauer did not know.
0: He didn't know that this was like
1: literally my second time doing this ever. He didn't know that, you know, playing the piano and singing I had just started doing literally three months prior, and I think for me, what was important was to recognize that I also that if he didn't know that, that I remembered that, mm, that I remembered yes. that, hey, there's time. there's don't give up you know right away. This might have been a little bit of a premature situation. Now, that being said. I had been way further down the line and still had these types of terrible things happen. So I'm not saying that like, yeah, that was that was a beginner rookie situation, right? And you know, to I'm have perfect. some sort of
0: and now I'm so good. <laughs> now I develop. never get a bad review.
1: <laughs> no, I'm talking, you know, what let's see, I've been doing this for you know, and then I was on American Idol and I uh, you know, forty million people are watching and to tell you that I was like wigging out daily was an on- was an understatement. <laughs> it's probably like TMI to say I had diarrhea every day for like a year. Like the anxiety just ate, like was so intense. You could cut that out if you need to. Um, but, you know, whatever. I would just say that at the time I was literally like in the bathroom, sitting in a puddle of tears of I'm not good enough. And I remember... Going in into, um, it was Andrew Lloyd Webber week and he, um, it was the week before Simon had told me I was like a hamburger with no meat. And I remember going into the mentorship with, <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs>
1: laughing. I don't know, I know how you totally did this. It's totally fine. It's Ugh. one of those, you know, Simonisms, right? Oh, that he just, drops
0: on you and it's- I'm just so laughing because awesome. I can't believe how terrible that must have been for you. But continue on. Mm. Okay. So you go into Andrew Lloyd Webber yeah, so I
1: go and I'm standing in front of Angela Weber and I'm singing "You Must Love Me," ironically, um, from Evita, <laughs> and he says to me, "This week, it's funny because he really knew. It's like he'd watched the show, which was great." And he said, "This week, we're going to give Simon back the hamburger with the with the meat and all the fixings." Like he was determined to help me do that, which was so kind of him. He was so wonderful. Anyway, so he really helped me. He really helped me. And we had this huge breakthrough in our mentorship. And I remember just like looking him in the eye and like tears coming to my eyes, singing these words. I knew I was believing every word. I knew I was connecting with the song and he was helping me do that. And when it came time for the show, right before um, it was time to go on stage and this woman stopped me and she said, hey, um, did you see that article in LA Times that Angela Weber had what he'd said about you. And I said, no, I definitely, one thing you don't do on your own American Idol is read anything. The big rule is never Google your name. Okay. You just don't go looking, you know, the show was so huge. And like, we wouldn't even listen to the radio in the car in the morning because the morning shows would be talking about, they'd be talking about us and often in not very kind ways. Um, and so we wouldn't even listen to the radio. So no, I hadn't read it. And so she said to me, he is really rooting for you and he really believes in you. And he basically said, I really believe, you know, it's just, can she pull this off? Because if she can, I think she could be great. It's just, will she? And and when she told me that, I think what she meant was to try to really give me some sort of like, <laughs> you know, <sighs> some, you like know, she was trying up. to help me out, yes. puff me up, right? Some pep talk. But I was like, this whole, can she do it? Will she pull it off from Angela Webber saying it in the newspaper? Oh my I'm like, gosh. oh, boy. Okay. And my, my, by the way, my dress rehearsal went down without a hitch. Okay. It went really well. And I had written down the lyrics over and over and over again on a piece of paper up to that point, just so, because we have no way of, we don't have like a, a cue. What do they call it? The little prompter up front of us. We don't, we just go up there and we sing it. And so I'm standing there, I'm sitting on the stage and there's a giant orchestra surrounding me. And like a 50 piece orchestra on stage. Like this is very surreal. Right. And sitting right in front of me is the three judges. And then right behind them is Angeloid Weber. And he is looking at me and I am looking at him. Oh my god! And then um, I probably could find you a clip, but I start singing, where do we go from here? This isn't where, and then blank white wall, nothing, zip, zilch, nothing. <laughs> there's nothing. I can't see the lyric. I oh, can't hear it. Brook. I can't feel it. And all that I, it's like, I didn't even think about through, it happened so quickly. I just said, I'm sorry. Can we start over again? And I looked at the MD and like the whole, all of us just melted together. It was just like all the strings, the, the harp. It was the harp that I remember just like, you know, and I am just literally feel like I could collapse in the middle of that stage and like the shakes and the, and the, and <laughs> my stomach dropping and the tears, like just, you know, accumulating at the back of my throat, like a dam just wanted to like pour over the edge, like like an avalanche. Yeah. I could have poured through at any moment, but it's like, no, we've got to do this. We've got to just do this. And I started over and I made it through to the end and it was so shaky. And it was like holding on. It was like holding on for dear life. And when I got off the stage, I literally just, I, I just fell apart. I just fell apart. Mm. And um, it was very, very hard. And you know what I'm hard.
0: thinking from the outside looking in? I'm like, wow, she handled that so well. Like, I I think it shows so much maturity and and grace to say, I'm sorry. Can we start over? To just own it and just—I I think you said I lost the lyric, didn't you? I, I did. I, watched I the clip. lost it. I lost the lyric. Oh, you did. Can we, <laughs> yes, can we start yeah, we'll over? Let you know. Yeah. And I couldn't exactly tell watching it that—that um, that you were a wreck. Like to me, it looked like you said, "I'm sorry. Can we start over?" And you—you st- you started over, and you did it. And I'm like, "Amen oh. to that, sister." Like just owning a mistake and saying. Can I try again and start it? I mean, there's a huge lesson in that. I'm sure in the moment, it was just completely horrifying. But it was, you know, it was surviving right in that moment. Yes. I, I think
1: a lot of people wanted to give me some really nice credit for that moment. Like, like you just said, all those nice things. I would love to, <laughs> I'd love to be like, Yep, yeah, yes, yeah, I did. I was very mature and I definitely <laughs> thought it through. Um, it happened so fast. If you, if you watch it, it happened very quickly. And it's amazing how we... It's actually very beautiful because, you know, I would have, maybe if you had told me it would happened, I would have thought, Oh, I would have done way worse. Right. I would have assumed that like, I would have just crumbled, but there was something there already that I had built up. I put potentially mm-hmm. that I didn't even know that was like ready to just kick in and be like, let's survive. Let's, let's keep going. We got this. And, and it was, I can't really take a ton of credit because it happened the way it did very quickly. Um, but the fact is, is that we we can endure these really crazy things, and we can actually, um, you know. And when I listened back to the performance, yeah, my voice was just—it was like so shaky, and and it felt like I was, cho- I sounded like I was choking. Sometimes <laughs> I was in a in a rough spot, but you know what? I freaking did finish the song. Yes, and that is shocking yeah. to me. And I, I I do want to take credit for that. But like, I just want to say that we're resilient beings and we can handle these hard times. We can handle these mess ups. We can handle these emotions that are very uncomfortable. And that was just the song. And then I had to sit there and, you know, and then hear some pretty hard things and then some good things. And you know what? You just have to be willing to feel that that was the ring of fire that I was kind of in the middle of. Yes. And That's really where I've been the majority of the time Mm. is
0: in the ring of fire, which is all those very uncomfortable emotions. And confidence comes from being in the ring of fire, come what may, surviving. Like you said, I love that you pointed that out, that so often it is just about surviving. That definitely ties back for me to my infertility journey. People will ask me, how did you get through it? What advice do you have? How would you do it? And I'm like, I can give you a few bits of advice, but honestly, my biggest advice is just hang in there, sister. Like survive. And that that's okay to just be in like a survival state when you're going through something really hard. And but believing that there is that well of there's something in you, this resilience that we can yes. endure more than we realize. And it's there if we're willing to step into the ring of fire to it is there. something we love.
1: It's there, the resilience is there, and and it gets we become more resilient with the more hard things we endure, and you know, and then, after Idol, um, I would go and do shows, and you'd think at this point I've had all this ex- exposure, like people are going to come to my shows. I still remember playing to rooms where there was five people, and three people would get up and leave in the middle of a song, mm-hmm. and how humiliating it still felt,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how hard and embarrassing it felt to be there. But then you know what? There's just, again, there is that, there's the well of resilience and love that says, it's okay. Just enjoy playing this song. Mm. You love the song. You love playing this song. And whoever's in the room, you need to let them know that you love it too. And they, they deserve to feel that love yes. from you right now, because they're still here. Yeah. But even if there was no one left in the room for you, even if there was no one that showed up for the thing that you really poured yourself into, Um, like you really need to feel that you have to be able to count on that love again and again and again and again.
0: Mm, Yes. And before we move on to our next takeaway, you have to sing us a little clip of the ring of fire.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had like my guitar here. Hang on. Hang on. I'm going to grab my guitar because I think I can play it.
0: Okay. Um, hang on. Totally I, I played
1: this for my mother-in-law. She's a big country. Sorry, you're hearing me trot through the no, kitchen. No, it's
0: totally fine. This will be worth it.
1: I hope so. <laughs> you have to edit it out if it's not good. You can't. Hang on. Here we go.
0: Okay,
1: okay here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> Let's hear it. Out.
0: I fell
1: into burning ra- Wait, no. I fell into burning ring of fire and uh I went, uh, what are the words? I just forgot them. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> da, da, Which is da, so ironic. Oh, I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. There we go. Okay. I fell into a and ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire. The ring of fire.
0: <laughs> Bravo! Oh my gosh! And there yet, you go. you're still willing to get in there, even though right now I'm feeling it—the flames. i willing. <laughs> so yeah. Great. Okay. So after you've been through the Ring of Fire and felt the feelings and been willing to—and that obviously that's a continual process. It's not like you just go to the Ring of Fire once. <laughs> yeah. But what's the next step? Like, or what's your next takeaway of how to continue building your confidence?
1: Yes. And our last and third song, um, I have Don't Stop Believing, of course. So don't (laughs) stop believing. Hold on to that feeling of gratitude. Hmm. And um, I think sometimes it's hard to have, you know, depending on kind of your upbringing. And, you know, I think especially for women, it's the feeling of like being proud of yourself and taking ownership for what you've done is kind of uncomfortable or challenging or feels like, how do I say this? Uh, not righteous. Yeah. Like prideful (laughs) or wrong Um, or yeah. Prideful or wrong or like too much or putting like your, you know, putting too much emphasis on yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think the way I have discovered is it a different paradigm shift, which is a focus on gratitude mm-hmm. for where you're at and, and where you've been and what you've accomplished, what you've persevered through. When you look up the definition of confidence, which I did, I Googled it. And <laughs> um, the Webster's dictionary, there was the third definition was um, I think what we kind of are searching for here. And it's, um, it says uh, confidence is, quote, a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. So I love that even in that definition, the word that really stuck out to me is appreciation.
0: Hmm. Yes. That's a huge shift. Appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities, not prideful. I'm going to flaunt myself or put myself above other people that's not confidence it's just a genuine appreciation or gratitude for your abilities and gifts and qualities
1: yes and it's I think it's good in certain moments to really acknowledge the good things that are happening that you've done that you've accomplished that you've that you've really worked for and you've worked through Mm. and um, that feeling is very freeing and can give you kind of like a peace and a power. Um, and I think that's that's something that's really come to me over time. And it's come to me over, with age is recognizing this really sweet spot of gratitude that is maybe like a very healthy feeling of confidence.
0: Yeah. And something that you and I have talked about is... Um, self doubt and like negative self talk, and how that can under right. how that can undermine our confidence. But in some ways, sometimes we can think that that's like a righteous thing to totally think less of yourself. Um, how does this? How do you think that this plays into this definition of appreciation for your own abilities or qualities? The way that you talk to yourself.
1: Well. Uh... I think that's huge. And again, since we're focusing on, I mean, we could, we could spend another 30 minutes talking about that, but I think those stories and, and the, the obsessive thoughts of I'm not good enough, self-doubting, self-loathing, the self-hate, it's the opposite of gratitude Hmm. where self-acceptance is a grateful spot to be in. Yeah. Because look, I mean, we, we're not, you know, we work a lot on ourselves, but a lot of who we are is an accumulation of a lot of things and people that helped us get there and people that encouraged us or people that, or maybe even challenged us. You know, we can even be grateful for that, for those situations where that were not great that were hard for us and that people that were hard
0: on us even. Yeah. And even that review from Bernard, whatever his name was. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Bauer. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I got a negative review on my podcast and I read it and at first I was like, you know, it stings a little. And then I was like, Oh yeah, he's totally right. Like it, or she's totally right. Whoever left it. Um, it said like, you sound like you're reading from a script. You need to loosen up. And, and I had been writing mm-hmm. out my intros like completely and reading them. And I was like, Oh, you know what? I am reading from a script. And that's actually really good feedback. Okay. I'm going to work on that, you know, but it takes right. a certain level of self-confidence or self-assurance to acknowledge your strengths right. and your, and to acknowledge your weaknesses and say, yep, that is a weakness of mine. And I'm totally, I'm going to work on it. And there's no point in getting down on myself. No, the only, the only thing good that can come from this is if I then work on the thing and get better at it.
1: Right. You know, if you don't give up and you don't just play into the self hate and just, you know, get what was me about it, then you, you really can just get better.
0: As a result. Yes. And I did want to ask you, coming from this place of like true appreciation for your gifts, true confidence, can you give us an example or describe a moment of a time when you were performing, when you were singing, and you felt that kind of true appreciation and therefore confidence for your gifts as a musician? Uh, great question. And
1: I totally can And I want you to know that it was very recent. So this will just go to show you how long it's taken me to kind of get into this, this space. Um, And it just, uh, I want to say, you know, very recently, a couple months ago, I did a show. I remember just as I was getting ready to go on stage um, and the, the weather was beautiful. The people that were surrounding me were so kind, so helpful. My band was just, is great. And Everybody was wearing their cool cowboy hats and I had this vision of them all dressed up in these <laughs> in these these outfits and my vision had come together and I was looking at them on stage and and even though there was quite a few people that had told me they were going to come didn't show up it's like it didn't even it didn't hit me at all it was like I saw there was just happy people in the crowd I could feel their enthusiasm and I just felt like wow I'm so lucky that I get to be here and do this. Mm. Because I just love music so much. And I went up there and we had a great show. And yes, mistakes really did happen. We really stumbled through a song that was a new song. We hadn't played it really live before, but I didn't get off the the stage and I didn't self punish and I didn't dwell on the mistake. And I didn't dwell on who showed up and who didn't or who said it was great or not great. I just felt good. I just felt really grateful, and it was really genuine, Mm. and that's how I knew. Like I maybe am am again getting older and arriving in this place after years of being in the fire, in the ring of fire. Yeah, and and realizing that this place of confidence really aligns and when it intersects with with gratitude, it's just so good. And and also, like we said, we just start deciding. We start choosing, like, this is how I want to feel. These are the thoughts I want to think. This is how I want to show up.
0: Mm, Yes. You know,
1: that love. I love doing this. And therefore, I'm choosing to do
0: it. And I think that is a beautiful story to go right into your song that you're going to sing for us, right? (laughs) (laughs) You're killing me.
1: Okay, just I want to put on the record. I wasn't planning on singing all these songs, but why wouldn't I have? I mean, like, I should have known. Um. Yeah. Don't stop believing. Is I'm not. I don't sing as high as Steve Perry and Journey. But <laughs> here we go. And I also gonna have to tweak the lyrics probably on this one because oh. street lights, people. I, that doesn't really work with where we're going here. So let's see how we're gonna sing this. Okay. let me figure it. Okay. Here we go. Uh, one, two, three, four. Don't stop believing to the feeling of gratitude for where you are and where you've been
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, there you go i love it i love it Brooke i feel like oh my gosh your your willingness to play the songs and sing on the spot just it, it makes this point so much better from this episode <laughs> dri- of just... We're driving it home. <laughs> yes, of just loving the process, going for it, not having things perfectly figured out before you start, nope. but believing in your lo- the thing that you love and being willing to go through hard emotions and then feeling the gratitude for, for where you've been. So thank you. That was so perfect. And Rachel, I just... I genuinely
1: appreciate you having me here, and for helping just and for facilitating like a a great conversation. I loved all the things you had to say.
0: So there you have it, my three and thirty friends. You've experienced Brooke White for yourselves, and don't you agree? She's so warm and likable. If you want to follow along with more of Brooke's journey, you can find her on Instagram at real Brooke White, as well as on YouTube. Um, her channel is The Girls with Glasses. And there's a full Spotify playlist of all of her music that I will also link in the show notes. I'm so grateful for you being here. And I hope that whatever your dream is or whatever it is that that's been tugging at your heart, that you'll remember these three takeaways. First of all, you don't need self-confidence to get started on something. All you need is love, big love for the thing that you want to pursue. Second, confidence comes from being willing to step into the ring of fire and know that you're going to face some hard emotions, some negative emotions that are uncomfortable, but they're not going to kill you. You can do it. There's more within you than you realize, and it's worth it to pursue that thing that you're dreaming about. And third, don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling of gratitude. It all comes back to gratitude. And if you can... Keep hold of that and have a true appreciation for your gifts, for the characteristics and the emotional resilience that you're building. You're gonna feel a true self-confidence that is so much deeper than just pride. It will be rooted in gratitude and love for your life. I'm so grateful to all of you for being here. I truly hope that you'll take the challenge to do the My 3 and 30 and share your takeaways this week. I look forward to hearing them. I've loved reading the ones that I've read so far. You are truly the best community, and I hope that you have a great week with your family. Hey, I'm Lizzie Mathis, the host of the Cool Mom Code podcast, where motherhood is your key card to the coolest spot in town. I'm excited to give you a behind-the-scenes, real-talk combo between some of the most influential and tastemaker mamas I know. Subscribe and stay tuned for new episodes weekly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen so you don't ever miss a beat. See you
1: there.